Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. I'm your host, Angela, and once again, so happy that you've chosen to share some time with us today. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about mental health and addictions because uh, it is still the month of May and in in the spirit of um, Mental Health Awareness Month, I thought that I would uh, continue along this um, path. So today is a special special episode because I'm going to include some music um, because I think music is just so very, very powerful. And I've come across a song by somebody very near and dear to my heart. She happens to be my stepdaughter, and her name is Katie Topham, and she's written a song called I Don't Even Know Her. And now, Katie came into my life as an adult, so I am, I feel like I can um, brag about her quite a bit because I really have had nothing to do with how uh, brilliant she is as a songwriter, and her voice is just unbelievable in my humble opinion. Uh, so I get to be one of her number one fans. But this particular song speaks to me in a big way because mental health and addictions is a part of all of our circles. And she speaks just so eloquently about the realities of struggling with, you know, different sides of us when when we suffer. And, and in particular, this episode is focusing on when we sometimes suffer in silence and and take it upon ourselves to do some self-medicating. And so I've been in this helping profession for a very long time, and I see mental health and addictions as two things that kind of go together um, very often. In fact, I've never seen somebody struggling with addictions who doesn't have an underlying mental health condition that maybe they've left um, untreated or unsure of how to go about getting the kinds of supports that, that might be most helpful. And I did mention in, in uh, previous podcasts how it, it pains me sometimes to see so many people struggle in silence and struggle alone. And I've had many examples of people, even in my circle, who, who you know, will be going to the doctor to look after themselves and to question, you know, their level of anxiety or their mood, for example, and are quite happy to receive medication um, from the physician. But the thoughts of going to a counselor and actually talking a little bit more intentionally about what's what's going on for them, and maybe learning some new coping skills and strategies and to recognize how some of their uh, current strategies might not be serving them as well as they think. So as as always, I encourage you to check out my website because I am going to uh, include some links uh, for further resources and to to deepen our understanding on this. But I just wanted to touch on an article written by Kristen Fuller um, through Psychology Today. And uh, she talks about how self-help techniques are not effective for drug and alcohol addiction. And in this article, she talks about how, you know, we are a a community or a society of, you know, constant and instant information. And we're all asking Surrey questions and Googling things. And and, uh, self-help books are very helpful in many, many cases when you're talking about relationships or stress or finances or ways to, you know, build things and, and, you know, things like that are, are incredibly helpful. However, when you're talking about mental illness and addictions, um, sometimes we do need to go to the professional. Mental health is health, and we wouldn't go to our friends to talk about how to treat diabetes. So I'm not really clear on why 
we don't feel like we need to go to somebody who spent years and years um, at school and you know learning about how our brains and bodies uh, work and uh, some of like I said some of the coping strategies and some of the skills that we need to develop in order to live our best life so I'm really hoping um, that some of these conversations will will go back to your kitchen tables and will make it easier for people to get the kind of help that they need. So check out the website for more information around that. But I think before I go, I just wanted to say that, you know, in particular, self-help methods are, are you know, are, are not helpful for people who are struggling with serious addiction because... As Dr. Fuller states, uh, the overflow of dopamine when an abused drug enters the body is so strong that the user is, is unable to simply just walk away from that euphoric high with any type of, without any type of long-term professional intervention. I mean, of course, some people can do it, um, and, and that's, that's wonderful, but, you know, serious addiction requires time and energy and uh, professional guidance. Home detoxification, for example, has very low success rates and often leads to relapse simply because of the impulsivity and the addicted brain runs rampant, not to mention that sometimes detoxification at home can be life-threatening. And drugs and alcohol interfere with the communication system of the brain, hindering the performance of the neurons and, and kind of hijacking any sense of ration or control. And, you know, self-help addiction treatment often lacks the foundation of recovery, which includes that connection to other people. Many people who struggle with addictions feel like they're alone, feel like they're the only ones that are going through these kinds of difficulties, which, of course, everyone's situation is unique. But we all appreciate understanding that we're not the only ones going through some of these really difficult and challenging circumstances. So again, professional treatment can help with that detoxification. They can help with changing the environment because we know the environment is such a a critical piece in recovery because, you know, our brains get triggered by the place that we're used to using um, more so than actually the drug itself. So changing the environment and changing some habits and creating new ones is really, really important. And as I said, making that connection with other people and feeling like we belong and that we're understood are just so, so very important. But most important, I would say, is also taking the time to understand what's behind the addiction. So it's not about drinking. It's not about the drugs. It's about why are we using and what purpose is this serving? And um, so that, that answer, that question needs to be answered honestly by the individuals who are struggling just like any addiction, you know, um, when you talk about, you know, there, there are people who shop too much, there are people who work too much, there are people who use pornography too much, there are people who um, gamble too much. And all of those things um, are not problems in and of themselves, but they become problems when they are used to avoid other things. So we do have to take a look at what are the underlying issues and really do some investigation and, you know, seek out some compassionate and uh, professional support. So I'm going to take a minute to share some of the lyrics of Katie's song that's called I Don't Even Know Her because I think she says and spreads this message way more eloquently than I can. So the song begins with a second cup of coffee poured and my head pounds from the night before and the silence tells me that everything 
is not fine. There's a certain look he gets when he remembers things that I forget. And he asks me, how did you sleep last night? I tell him, honey, your guess is as good as mine. You're going to have to tell me what I did this time. Because I don't even know her. But I heard she's been using my name. Spreading around a lot of blame. And saying that we're one and the same. I've never had a chance to meet her. Because when she's around, I vanish into thin air. I wish that I could hold this wounded version of myself and tell her that she's okay. But I don't even know her. Too much noise, too many thoughts rail up in my head. It all feels wrong and they keep coming at me any way they can. I lose touch with reality and my true self slips away from me. I turn into someone that I don't even understand. As this fiction keeps running through my mind, I feel her taking over and leaving me behind because I don't even know her. But I've heard she's been using my name, spreading around a lot of blame and saying that we're one and the same. So here's a little clip of that song um, where you can get a little bit more of the, um, the powerful emotion that's attached to it. And um, yeah, please feel free to check out my, my website because there'll be a link there directly to hear the whole version um, and to download it if that's something that interests you. But once again, the purpose of this um, kitchen table conversation is to keep this conversation going and to bring it back to your own tables. So thanks so much for tuning in and I hope that you um, have found this message powerful and uh, again just keep the conversation going keep well many thanks Angela too much noise too many thoughts fill up my head it all feels wrong they keep coming at me any way they can I lose touch with reality my true self slips away from me I turned into someone that I don't Runs wild inside my mind I feel her taking over and leaving me behind And I don't even know her But I've heard she's been using my name Despite her and a lot of blame Saying that we're one and the same I've never got a chance to meet her Cause when she's around I vanish into thin air Wish I could hold this wounded version of myself Tell her we're okay But I don't even know her I used to think that she is the one who wrecked me But now I know she was trying to protect